What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Once upon a time in the 1990s, a young actress walked onto the set of the hit TV show, Party of Five, for only a nine-episode arc. But producers loved this talented young starlet so much that they made her a series regular. Like I said, they simply loved her. Which is perfect because her name is Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yes. Love is her middle name. The three name thing I've noticed is so big. Yeah. It's a real trend. There's, there's you, there's, you know, you got your, your Jennifer Love Hewitt, you have your Sarah Michelle Geller, you yes. have your Jonathan Taylor Thomas, you have your Melissa Joan Hart, your Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> it's like. She has the voice of a pop sensation and the screen presence of a movie star. In the late 1990s, Jennifer Love Hewitt was the most popular actress on television hailed as one of the most beautiful ladies of all time. Her voice was always on the radio, and her face was always on those magazines. This star seemed to rise to fame out of nowhere, probably due to her everyday down-to-earth charm, yet sophisticated attitude. But over time, this Billboard Top 200 charting artist and Golden Globe nominee seems to have slowed down a bit. So it's time we find out just what the f happened to Jennifer Love Hewitt. I, I don't know, but we're gonna find out. But to truly understand what the f happened to Jennifer Love Hewitt, we must begin at the beginning, and the beginning began when she was born on her birthday, 1979, Waco, Texas. Hewitt seemed to have always been destined for stardom, as she loved performing in front of crowds which led her to move to Los Angeles after she won a local talent competition. It wasn't long before this precious tween would be seen in national commercials, while also pursuing her true passion, singing. She would appear as a backing vocalist in the song Toy Soldiers which would gain notoriety when Eminem sampled it for his track Like Toy Soldiers, 
Her first big on-camera exposure came when she landed on the Disney Channel series Kids Incorporated, where she and the rest of the cast would win a Young Artist Award. The popularity of this show, Kids Incorporated, would help her land her first recording contract when she released her debut album, Love Songs, in 1992. It was around this time that she landed her first role in a feature film, Munchie, that critics called a cheap gremlins ripoff. The film was directed by Jim Wynorski, who found Jennifer Love Hewitt to be so talented that he immediately went off and wrote a film specifically for her to star in. This is how Jennifer Love Hewitt, or just Love Hewitt, as she was still being billed, landed her first starring role in Little Miss Millions in 1993. After combining her love of singing and acting in Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit, Hewitt would endure what many celebrities in Hollywood have to endure. Failed TV shows! Whether it was the series Shaky Ground, The Birds of Paradise, McKenna, or the unaired pilot Running Wild, opposite Pierce Brosnan, Hewitt had her fair share of small screen failures. Luckily, on Fox. There was a series that was a ratings hit in its first season that was looking for a love interest to introduce to the main character in its second season. And this love interest had to be someone that the main character would fall in love with, meaning someone the audience could also fall in love with too. And that's exactly why Jennifer Love Hewitt joined the cast of the hit drama series Party of Five in its second season playing Scott Wolf's on-again, off-again girlfriend for five seasons where she would be nominated for several awards including Favorite TV Actress at the Kids' Choice Awards, Choice TV Actress at the Teen Choice Awards, and a Young Star Award for Best Performance by a Young Actress in a Drama TV Series. Hewitt would end her run on this hit show in the third episode of the final season, which would spawn a 1999 spin-off series, Time of Your Life. Unfortunately, that series would be cancelled quickly, with the final seven episodes never seeing the light of day until 2021, when Get TV aired the entire series, for some reason. Jennifer's success on TV would land her a contract with Atlantic Records, where she would release 1995's Let's Go Bang and 1996's Jennifer Love Hewitt. That's what it was titled, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Unfortunately, Atlantic Records was going through some behind-the-scenes turmoil at the time and her albums got caught in the middle of the crossfire, never receiving the promotion they deserved and quickly faded away. On the big screen, Jennifer Love Hewitt would appear in House Arrest in 1996, which didn't do very well commercially or critically. It seemed like they were just trying to ride that Home Alone wave. Followed by the more teen-oriented Trojan War, opposite Will Friedel. And yeah, this movie is called Trojan War, but it has nothing to do with Achilles or, you know, a big wooden horse. No, this is about a guy looking for a condom. Trojan War. This film, Trojan War, would have a $15 million budget and would make $309 at the box office. Not $309 million, no, not $309,000, it made 
$109. But not all was lost. Hewitt and Friedel would soon start dating in real life, which would lead to her guest starring on his show Boy Meets World, which featured a hilarious Halloween episode that actually did a very excellent job at spoofing I Know What You Did Last Summer. Hi, Eric Matthews, and you are? Jennifer Love Pfefferman. <laughs> Such a beautiful name. Speaking of I Know What You Did Last Summer, I Know What You Did Last Summer. It was her next movie. Yes, that's right. It would be Jennifer Love Hewitt's next theatrical outing that would make her a bona fide movie star. 1997's I Know What You Did Last Summer. The script had been sitting around with nobody interested until the success of Scream, which saw the studio fast track this one. And yes, of course, I Know What You Did Last Summer would not exist if it wasn't for Scream, but it also is its own thing. Hewitt was originally considered for the role of Helen that eventually went to Sarah Michelle Gellar with director Jim Gillespie, who Hewitt has said several times was her favorite director she's ever worked with, saying he switched roles because of the character of Helen was supposed to be someone who had more warmth, but could also come across as a biatch. While the character of Julie was meant to be beautiful and likable, which perfectly describes Jennifer Love Hewitt to a T, OMG! The film I Know What You Did Last Summer would open in first place, and held the top spot for three weeks in a row, which is fairly unheard of for a horror movie. It would ultimately tap out with $125.3 million off a $17 million budget, while Hewitt would be nominated for Best Lead Actress in a Film at the Young Artist Awards, as well as Favorite Horror Actress at the Blockbuster Entertainment Awards, which she didn't win. But she did win Best Female Newcomer at those same awards, so that's saying something. Something has been said, and it, I, was, it was, I was saying it, something. But if Party of Five wasn't exactly your cup of tea, and slasher movies give you nightmares, the movie Can't Hardly Wait was probably your introduction to Jennifer Love Hewitt. This teenage party movie had a little edge to it, and was originally slapped with an R rating due to the excessive teen drinking and drug use and just a bunch of inappropriate stuff for those minors to be doing. Despite being a film that is now remembered fondly by 90s kids as a pitch-perfect politically incorrect party picture, Can't Hardly Wait only managed 25 million at the box office with critics like Roger Ebert saying that it was boring and stupid. Granted, I don't think Roger was the target demographic. Three years later, her Party of Five co-star Lacey Chabert would parody her in Not Another Teen Movie. But the enduring legacy of the movie Can't Hardly Wait has not been lost on Jennifer Love Hewitt, who said in 2019 that she was developing a sequel with plans to direct that would follow all these wacky, crazy characters at a high school reunion. You know, exactly what American Pie did. I can't hardly wait to hear what you did last summer. After appearing in a little scene movie called Telling You, and the much-seen Smash Mouth music video for Can't Get Enough of You Baby, Jennifer Love Hewitt would reprise her biggest role to date in I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. 
Jennifer Love Hewitt would sign on thanking the original director Jim Gillespie was also coming back, but unfortunately he was not a fan of the script and didn't return creative differences. And yeah, it's a pretty okay, decent, scary sequel. Jennifer Love Hewitt would win the Blockbuster Entertainment Award for Favorite Horror Actress, as well as provide the film's hit tie-in song, How Do I Deal? After the film's release, Jennifer Love Hewitt would hang up her horror movie shoes, saying that she did not want to be typecast as a scream queen, even though she's so gosh darn good at it. After appearing in a movie called The Suburbans, which only made $11,000, and voicing Medusa in the animated Hercules TV show, Jennifer Love Hewitt would produce and star in the ABC TV movie, The Audrey Hepburn Story. Entertainment Weekly said that Hewitt had guts to take on such a role, and saying that she was excellent in conveying Hepburn's modesty. Most of those reviewers said that they were very surprised at how well Jennifer Love Hewitt did in the role, which I don't necessarily think is the compliment they meant it to be. It's like saying, wow, I didn't know you were a good actress. Back on the big screen, Jennifer Love Hewitt would appear opposite movie legends, Gene Hackman and Sigourney Weaver, in the film Heartbreakers in 2001 which would open in first place with 12 million before topping out at 57.7 million of a 35 million dollar budget. It's a fun little romantic comedy and you get to see Jennifer Love Hewitt hold her own with some of the greatest actors of all time, Gene and Sigourney. In 2021, Jennifer Love Hewitt would talk about how much work she put into her acting for this movie Heartbreakers and she was so excited to talk about her craft and her artistic process, but was really dismayed when all the media wanted to do was talk about her body. She said that at the time she laughed it all off, but wishes that she had not answered those silly questions. After appearing in Enrique Iglesias' steamy music video, Hero, Hewitt would lend her vocal talents to such projects as The Hunchback of Notre Dame 2, The Adventures of Tom Thumb and Thumbelina, Family Guy, and Groove Squad, before starring opposite Jackie Chan in The Tuxedo in 2002. Critics called this kung fu comedy a waste of time, a waste of talent, and it wasted the inherent sweetness of Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah, the tuxedo had so much potential, and if it was good, and if it was a hit, it would have kicked her career up a notch. In that same year of 2002, Jennifer Love Hewitt would release her next album, Bare Naked, which would actually become her most successful album when it reached number 37 on the Billboard Top 200. Yet as of right now, this is the last album she ever released. And sadly, in that same year of 2002, that would be the year that Jennifer Love Hewitt got a taste of the downs of fame and the dangers. When a woman was arrested for stalking and making death threats towards the actress, this woman would spend 90 days in a psychiatric facility and then was released with orders to stay away from Hewitt. Yikes, she was like living a real life horror movie. Do 
2004 would be a very busy year for Jennifer Love Hewitt as she would appear as Nancy Sinatra in the show American Dreams, followed by the film If Only that never was actually released in theaters, and the NBC musical version of A Christmas Carol. Of course, all of those paled in comparison to the success of the film that would still be her biggest financial hit to this day, Garfield the Movie which grossed $203.2 million despite not being a Coen Brothers movie. Are you sure that we're talking about the same thing? Absolutely. She played a veterinarian love interest to John, and she would reprise her role as Dr. Liz Wilson two years later in Garfield, A Tale of Two Kitties, which would net $143 million at the box office, with critics saying that it was much better than the first Garfield movie. Sure, why not? After appearing in the movie The Truth About Love in 2005, which had a rare 0% on Rotten Tomatoes, Hewitt would continue to kill it on the small screen by appearing in the TV movie Confessions of a Sociopathic Social Climber, before launching into the hit CBS series Ghost Whisperer which would run for five seasons before being unceremoniously canceled due to rising production costs. The TV show Ghost Whisperer was canceled because it was too big for TV to handle. At the time, Hewitt says that she was very disappointed that the show had unfinished business, like a ghost, and never got a proper finale. And now it haunts her every night, like a ghost. In 2018, Jennifer Love Hewitt said that she would love to revive the show because the character meant so much to her. She would win two Saturn Awards for this performance, and her performance was so good in Ghost Whisper that because of this, she was offered the lead role in The Ring, but she turned it down. After appearing in the Alec Baldwin directed Shortcut to Happiness, where she played the devil, and she had a really great cameo as a date at the Oscars in Tropic Thunder. She would also voice Princess Kyla in the current record holder for lowest grossing computer animated film of all time, Delgo, in 2008. Then she would make a magnificent return to TV with an appearance in Law & Order Special Victims Unit, followed by the Lifetime movie The Client List which she would shed her wholesome girl-next-door vibe as she plays a mother who goes into prostitution to provide for her family. Critics gave solid reviews to Hewitt's performance in the client list, saying that she gave this role sincerity and charm. The Golden Globes would agree and they would nominate her for Best Actress in a mini-series. The film would spawn a TV series that ran for two seasons on Lifetime, but more importantly, it is the series where she would meet her husband. They have three kids together and have been married for over 10 years, which is like forever in Hollywood. If singer and actress wasn't enough, Jennifer Love Hewitt would add author, best-selling author to her resume when she put out the comic book series Jennifer Love Hewitt's Music Box, followed by the New York Times best-selling self-help book The Day I Shot Cupid which gained much notoriety after a talk show appearance where she talked about a chapter that included something called vajazzling. 
which became the most searched word on Google that day. But don't Google it. In the past 10 years, it would seem that the output from Jennifer Love Hewitt has slowed down. Since 2011, she has only appeared in four films. A movie called Cafe, which went straight to video. A movie called Jutopia, which was based off the long-running Broadway play. And a direct-to-video movie called Pups Alone, where she voiced Gidget. And lastly, she would appear as herself in a 2022 documentary about Betty White called Betty White A Celebration. And of course, the reason that Jennifer Love Hewitt was featured in that documentary was because her and Betty White had gotten very close after they co-starred in the Hallmark movie The Lost Valentine in 2011, with Hewitt and White reuniting a few years later when Hewitt would guest star on White's hit TV show Hot in Cleveland. In the year 2014, Jennifer Love Hewitt would have a big resurgence on the small screen when she starred in the 10th season of the hit CBS show Criminal Minds. After her season ended, she would leave the show due to her pregnancy, which allowed her to take a break from Hollywood and focus on raising her family. And that leads us up to now, the present day where Jennifer Love Hewitt has been a series regular on the hit Fox TV show, 911. She's been on it since season two, playing a 911 operator. And she's fantastic in it. The series is currently in its sixth season and has been a consistent ratings hit for the network, averaging over eight million viewers every season. And it appears that she is finally ready to embrace her inner Scream Queen, as she has recently announced that she is ready to return to the world of I Know What You Did Last Summer, reuniting with Freddie Prince Jr. What are they gonna call this one? I still, still know what you did last summer. Actually, it should be called I'll Never Forget What You Did Last Summer. Actually, it wasn't last summer, it was a long time ago, so I guess the title's gonna be I Still Know What You Did That One Summer in the 90s? Cool. Oh, God, it's But yes, just like that hooked killer, we will never forget what she did that summer, and we'll never forget her amazing performances, and we will never forget the way she makes us feel. And you know what she makes us feel? She makes us feel love. Truly living up to her name. <laughs> you rock, man. Jennifer Love Hewitt is often hailed as one of the most beautiful actresses ever. And that can sometimes get to be a little too much. Especially in this social media era. When if you don't look exactly like how you did 20 years ago, the internet is quick to point that out, which is probably why she hasn't posted to Twitter since 2017. I am on a break. I'm sorry, I... A lot of times, actors and actresses tend to take TV series roles because they offer stability. And when you have a family like she does with a husband and three kids, the hustle and the grind of filming all over the place and barely seeing your family can be a bit too much. So Jennifer Love Hewitt has found the perfect balance of starring in a hit TV series that allows her to continue her passion of acting while being there for her family. 
which is why nobody should give a f about what the f happened to Jennifer Love Hewitt, because she's doing just fine.